0: Good morning, everybody. This is Bud Elliott of the Knollcast, and today I'll have a solo show. Uh, Ingram is unavailable, and I'm just trying to knock out this bowl preview. So it is time to talk about the Sun Bowl. Sun Bowl is one of the most storied bowls in college football. You know, to be honest, it's uh, it's a pretty cool bowl to go to, 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 go to if you're going to be, be stuck going to one of these uh, you know, kind of lower-tier bowls. It's It's a lot better than going to Shreveport. Or Detroit, or uh, or places like that, which were certainly options on the table for the Knolls after their uh, their six and six season. So yeah, the Sun Bowl, December thirty first, two o'clock. So it really shouldn't mess up any, any of your Christmas or your uh, your New Year's Eve plans there. As always, the Knoll cast is presented by Louisiana Hot Sauce. Louisiana Hot Sauce, three simple ingredients, one fantastic product. I was just using some yesterday, and we know that our listeners. Support Louisiana Hot Sauce uh, quite a bit, so very happy to see that and continue our partnership with them. Like I said, two o'clock game in the Sun Bowl, CBS, Arizona State currently favored by four points. The over/under is fifty-four, so the implied score there, um, you know, high twenties, low twenties, essentially is is what we're looking at according to this. Uh, I mean. 29-25 is, is the implied, but that's not uh, that's not really a likely football score here. Uh, I, I think back to some Sun Bowls recently, and I'm not going to spend a, a whole lot of time on on classic Sun Bowls, but you had the uh, the Miami Notre Dame Sun Bowl where you the, you actually had staffers uh, taking folding tables, like you know banquet tables, and using it to scrape snow off the field because they didn't have the right equipment. To take the snow off the field, which I always thought was was pretty funny. <laughs> um, you've had, I guess once again, Miami play against Washington State in a bowl recently there. You had uh, the classic Georgia Tech-USC game where Lane Kiffin looked like he wanted to be anywhere else than coaching USC um, during that one. It's it's a cool game, and sometimes you do get some freaky weather. In fact, last night in El Paso, there was some snow uh, I, I'm not there in El Paso, but just looking at some people who were. Uh, they're pretty good video of, of some snow coming down there in El Paso, so you could have some interesting weather uh, for this one, and I think you might have included in that weather probably some wind. Um, when we talk about breaking down bowl matchups, and I, I've said this a lot on my Twitter account and on our, our Twitch show on Banner Society and whatnot, um, I, I very rarely bet bowls before the game start because I, I want to bet them live. There are so many factors, right? First of all, certain players sitting out, the lack of uh, of standardization as far as when those announcements about who's sitting out or who is playing are, are made, it really makes it difficult to figure out what's going to happen in a bowl game. Um, the other thing here is is motivation, right? Which team cares about this ball more? I, this one uh, on this side the motivational angle I I, I personally think is, is easier to figure out I, I think that Arizona State has a large motivational edge in this game uh, for one it doesn't have a lame duck coach coaching in the game herm Edwards is, is the head coach there at Arizona State they had a solid year I mean seven and five a little bit of luck ba- you know baked into that they their schedule strength was uh, was okay not not incredible. Uh, they they did not have to play uh, Washington out of the north. They did they did draw Oregon at home and actually beat Oregon, but they lost also to you know Arizona State. They lost to USC. They lost at UCLA. They got crushed by Utah, um, and they also lost at home to Colorado and had a narrow escape against Cal when, when Cal's quarterback got hurt in that ball game. But I, I do think Arizona State has a lot more to play for here. They're going to be trying to, building for, you know, to be building for next season. Meanwhile, Florida State, uh, really not excited to be there, in, in my opinion. It has two lame duck coordinators and Kendall Briles and Harlan Barnett, um, who we already know will be coaching elsewhere next year. Uh, a lot of the coaches in, in this game coaching are, are not going to be on the staff next year. It, it's really kind of a, a scenario that you don't see all that often, and I have a hard time believing that that too many of us you guys really care about this particular bowl game all that much, whereas Arizona State, I, I think the message over there will be use this as a building block uh, for, for next year. Now, granted, that's not to say that, that Florida State can't win this game. It, it certainly can, and to break that down, let's go ahead and start to talk about Arizona State's offense. Arizona State's offense is brought to you by Madison Social. Mattis Social is a longtime partner of ours with the of the Table restaurant group, along with Central and Township. Just three great restaurants there right in the heart of College Town in the shadow of Doe Campbell Stadium. Just saw they, uh, they have a cookie dough pancake stack for January. So if you're in town and you want to have a serious breakfast, maybe a nap afterwards could be advised. I'm not sure if you want to drive after that. Uh, go ahead and hit that up. It actually looks looks pretty tasty. Great place to go get a burger, some wings, some some nice salads as well on the healthier side. And and I mean, this type of year, gosh, I mean the the, the weather being out in the patio there, it's it's hard to beat. So Arizona State's offense, 59th overall in, in SP plus. So not not a real special offense. I mean, Florida State's seen a couple offenses this year that are better than that. Uh, they're a little bit more explosive than they are efficient. We'll see how certain personnel changes might uh, might change that for them in this game. I'll note that their head coach is Herm Edwards, who is a former NFL guy, and they play an extremely slow pace. I mean, 91st in the nation, they're they're really uh, really methodical. Doesn't really seem to pay off in terms of efficiency. So whatever um, whatever plays they're getting in don't seem to be that much better than if they could have just. Called a regular play in, in a reasonable amount of time, but they they definitely want to try to hold the football uh, and and play slowly. And they have a quarterback in Jaden Daniels, who's a guy who FSU actually looked at and, and recruited. Obviously, they preferred Sam Howell at the time um, that that they were talking to Daniels, but Daniels elects to stay on the West Coast, and he's had a good year, um, 200 or 2,748 yards. On 310 attempts, that's that's pretty solid right there. 8.4 adjusted net yards per attempt, 7.6 yards per attempt. So 7.6 for a true freshman, I think is nice. He's had a 17 to 2 touchdown interception ratio. There's a little bit of luck in that if you look at like how many pass deflections he's had and passes defensed. That should be a little bit higher. But overall, he's he's done a really nice job. He he does throw a pretty good deep ball. So I'm I'm excited to watch Jaden play and uh, and I, I. I like the kid. I, I I didn't think he was going to be this good this early, but they've done a really nice job of protecting him. So um, I'm excited to watch that. Now, the weird thing here is that Daniels has actually been really good on passing downs, but he has not been very good on standard downs. And I apologize for the, the bird sounds outside my window here in the studio. There's not a whole lot I can do about that this morning. But... Uh, he doesn't play very well on standard downs. And for whatever reason, Arizona state has not been a very good play action team this year. Just looking at some of their stuff, they have not done a good job on play action, which is strange because they do run the ball a whole lot on first down. So you'd think they would be better off play action, but for whatever reason, they're just not able to connect on those. And, and I don't know if they're tipping or something, but you don't seem to have a whole lot of guys running wide open there when they do go play action. Uh but he's been excellent on passing downs. Getting getting Arizona State in long down distance has really not been, has not really been the the formula to get them off the field. It's strange. He he manages to make a lot of a lot of throws in those downs, which is sort of backwards as to how you would think a a true freshman would play. Most true freshmen are going to be better on standard downs and and worse on passing downs. So yeah, Jaden Daniels is going to be a challenge in this game. I I, I think. Um, Now, I will note that they lost receiver Brandon Ayuk, who is leaving for the NFL draft, Uh, and he was really their big play guy. I mean, 1,191 yards, 104 targets, 65 catches, so not necessarily an insanely good catch rate, but he was a volume guy in terms of number of targets. And, I mean, basically 1,200 yards here on 65 catches tells me that uh, I mean, that's 18.3 per catch uh, over a large sample set. He was really their their big time explosive guy uh, for the most part. So, and also one of their bigger receivers. So when when they got down in the red zone, they would look for him too. He had eight touchdowns on the season. He's going to sit out and prepare for the NFL draft. So that that's certainly uh, um, certainly something there that took to watch. I think that. Kyle Williams and Frank Darby are, are the obvious guys to get more targets. They're the only players on Arizona State's team uh, who had more than 10 catches. So, it, really, the, the concentration of catches here on this team with the receiver group was very interesting. So, check this out. IUK had 65 catches. Williams had 43 catches. And Darby had 28 catches. Targets tell a similar story. Ayuk 104 targets. Kyle Williams, 61 targets. Frank Darby, 51 targets. The next most receiver targets, 12 and six catches. I mean, you're talking about basically they only threw the ball to three receivers all year and now one of those receivers is out. Now, here's the other thing. Flip into the run game for a second. And they don't don't throw the ball to the tight end hardly at all. He had 10 targets on the entire season. Eno Benjamin is a legitimate high-round draft pick for Arizona State. An excellent runner. We had him at the Army All America game back three years ago in the same backfield that we had Najee Harris and Cam Akers and some other dudes. That was a hell of a day to be at practice, man. Those guys were were going off. Um, Eno Benjamin, like a really really efficient runner over a thousand yards. He's going to go high in the draft. He's sitting out for them, much like Cam Akers is for Florida State. Uh, but he also was a major part of their of their passing game. He had 42 catches on the year uh, for 347 yards. I mean, a, a really big part of their passing game. So if you look at it here, it's not quite 50%, but damn close to 50% of Arizona State's targets and catches are out because receiver Ayuk and, and running back Benjamin are sitting out today. Or not today, but on, on the 31st. That's pretty amazing to me. That, that they they were so concentrated at the top. So I do wonder if this is going to affect Daniels uh perhaps more than some people think. So just something to watch for there. We'll see who steps up. I my guess at the running back position is going to be a combination of, of AJ Carter and, and Isaiah Floyd. Carter's a little bigger guy. He'll probably get more of the volume. Floyd is is kind of a more of a scat back. At the receiver position, I I mean it's anybody's guess as to who's going to step up as the third receiver. But that, that's a whole lot of guys they're missing there. Offensive line, Arizona State, this has kind of been a, a real issue for them for a lot of the year. The, the better defensive lines that, that Arizona State faced, for the most part, shut them down. Uh, about the only good defensive line who did not shut Arizona State down, interestingly, was was Oregon. And in that game, Daniels just made some crazy throws. But you know, Utah's defensive line completely shut them down. Michigan State's did the same. They actually won that Michigan State game, but it was largely because Michigan State's offense was just an absolute uh, disaster. So, I mean, USC's defensive line, which is not even great, basically shut them down. This is not a very good offensive line. It's not Florida State level bad, certainly. I don't want to make that impression. It's just like below average to maybe very below average for a Power Five team. Eighty-six percent, or excuse me, eighty-sixth in stuff rate allowed. Um, sack rate 98th allowed. So, yeah, I mean, guys, definitely some, some opportunity here for the defense to rise up. But yet, look, no Stanford Samuels who is declared for the draft. No Marvin Wilson. No Homsen-Nasroldine. No Dontavius Jackson. And recall as well here, Cyrus Fagan is out for the first half as a result of his targeting foul uh, in the game against Florida. So that could be a problem here. For the Knowles, uh, because you just don't have that many guys, impact guys on on defense right now, who are are healthy uh, and and are able to to help you out and, and make plays. So, I my guess here is that Arizona State will be able to move the football and score some points because it's had basically a month to figure out that their two offensive guys weren't playing. The offensive line was a little bit better at at the end of the year, um, but not great. So I, I don't. If Florida State shows up, I don't think Arizona State's going to drop 40 or anything like that. If they don't, then certainly they could. Um, this is why this game is, is a tough handicap for me. A lot of it just comes down to motivation, and I, I don't I don't think Florida State's going to be as motivated as, as Arizona State is. Now let's go ahead and shift to the other side of the football. Let's talk about Arizona State's defensive football team. Uh, Arizona State's defensive talk is brought to you by Resolution Home Loans and Travis Johnson, Resolution Home Loans. When you call 844-FSU-LOAN, you're going to get the best loan experience in the state of Florida. I should know. The Resolution Home Loan Studios are brought to you by, obviously, Resolution Home Loans. That's how I got my home loan. Over 40 cast listeners have done the same. Again, fsuhomeloans.com. Get hooked up with Shannon Young, the best guy in the business. Great rates, knowledgeable, courteous. He'll talk a little Noles football with you. That's, that's, that's the call you want to make. If you need to make a different kind of call, maybe you need a good family law attorney, someone who is very experienced, knowledgeable, knows what he is doing. He's perhaps an expert in the field. We have that guy for you. Travis Johnson of the Metter & Johnson Law Firm is literally a board-certified family law attorney. Not many of those in, in the state. Not easy to find. You can reach him, 850-435-9919. All varieties of family law cases he can handle it. Cases throughout the state. So yes, panhandle phone number, but he has cases throughout the state. He can come to you. Maybe divorce, property division, alimony modifications, prenups. Maybe a question about adoption. Any of that kind of stuff. Eight five zero four three five ninety nine nineteen to get hooked up with Travis Johnson of the Metter and Johnson Law Firm. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk here about Arizona State's defense. Uh, this is the better half of Arizona State's football team. Um, it rates 43rd in SP+. So a, a solid defense, not not like the best defense that Florida State has played so far this year, to be sure. Um, and, and it's an interesting defense, right? It's a defense that they they blitz a good bit. And they really load up against the run. Teams don't don't run the football against them uh, in terms of of, of uh, like rush attempts very much at all. But their splits are very strange. So so check this out. They they're fairly aggressive, but they're only 14th in explosiveness allowed. You would think that a team that was that aggressive would be giving up a lot of big plays, but it really doesn't seem to be the case. Um, now. Why is that? And a lot of what they do is when they blitz, they they will leave a lot of underneath stuff open, and they, they, they try not to give up the big play, and they'll they'll try to live to play another down if you're able to complete the underneath stuff. And and this, I, I looked into this, and I was like, why is this happening? Like, what? How how do these things look? So I, I watched some of their games on on defense, and what I found was number one. They very rarely allow explosive runs. They're actually seventh in the nation in rushing explosiveness prevention. So you're not going to hit a whole lot of big runs on them. But you can definitely successfully run the football on these guys. They're 92nd in rushing success rate. So teams that will run the football on them, they seem to to really be able to stay ahead of the chain. They just struggle to pop the, the huge one. Now on the other side, Short passes, screens seem to have done very well against Arizona State, but they just—it's hard to hit the real big one over the top because they—they they load up against the run, but but you're going to get, you know, a decent no, no, a decent amount of, of two and three. So it's it can be hard to get deep on those guys. Um, some teams have been able to hit some seam routes on them. That's something I would expect Florida State uh, to really go for, at, especially with, with some of their four vert looks that Kendall Bryles, uh has in his offense. Granted, we know some of that, some of those four stuff. Some of those receiver routes are actually dead. But that's not. That's kind of neither here nor there. Um, yes, Arizona State is extremely good at preventing explosive runs. I I don't know how well Florida State's able to run the ball here. Just we'll, we'll see. One thing that that I will say about Arizona State's defense, they are much better on passing downs than they are on standard downs. So staying ahead of the chains against Arizona State is is pretty important but just because of the way that they call their defense um, that is not something florida state has done very well this year florida state has been a team that has really been explosive but not that efficient on a down-to-down basis in terms of staying ahead of the chain so th- this could be a bit of a challenge for the seminoles offense in my opinion um here just because of the style of defense that arizona state plays now Let's talk about personnel here a little bit. Arizona State's havoc rate, forty-fifth on the year. They don't get a whole lot of tackles for loss and um, and sacks and whatnot. Their their sack rate actually on passing downs. This is kind of interesting. They they do like to play a lot of coverage on passing downs. It's one hundred twenty-first in the nation. So uh, when teams have long down and distance against them, they do not get to the they do not really get to the passer that much, or when they bring it, they, they try to get, to force a quick throw. They're not really about getting the guy on the ground. So I don't think Blackman should be hit that much in this game in theory. Uh, th- some names to know, uh, Kalon, Curse Thomas for them, 11 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. He's a linebacker who plays on the outside. Jermaine Lowell, eight and a half tackles for loss, five sacks. Uh, both those guys have double-digit run stuff, so they're, they're kind of, uh, they're they're definitely playmakers for them. Merlin Robertson is a huge middle linebacker. Somebody I think Florida State will likely try to exploit in space uh, if they can. Now, he's a good athlete for his size, but he's still like you know 250 ish pounds, and that's that's hard to that's hard hard to uh, hard to move at that size at the linebacker position. So I would expect uh, for Florida State to really try to hone in on him. Um, I like Jack Jones a lot he's a safety for them also plays some corner three picks on the year 17 havoc plays and and definitely somebody who i think Fort state will uh will have to be aware of all day evan fields is a db for them i really liked coming out of high school i saw him in texas and i was like why why doesn't this kid have any offers uh, or at least he didn't have many at the time oklahoma sniffed around ultimately uh, Arizona State pulled the trigger on an offer, and he's had a very nice career there. He's actually their leading tackler, although it's 58 tackles on the year. So Arizona State does not seem to have one guy who they funnel all the tackles to. And uh, and yeah, so here's some of my concerns in this game, right? Florida State needs to stay ahead of the chains. I, I think it needs to stay ahead of the chains with the run game. Unfortunately... Uh, you don't have Anthony Grant, you don't have uh, Laborn, and you don't have Cam Akers, so you don't really have any scholarship running backs at this moment. Now, in the last podcast episode, we were asked, "Are you worried about the running back situation?" I said, "No, not for 2020." For the bowl game, I think there is a bit of a worry because if you had Cam Akers, I think that you could pretty successfully uh, stop the run here, or excuse me, not stop the run, but establish the run uh, and and do so in a pretty efficient fashion to stay ahead of the chains to really give Arizona State some problems. Without Akers, I think that is a um, a real real problem for the Seminoles. Uh, their personnel right now kind of screams to me, try to hit explosive passing plays, because you do have you know, m- most of your receivers available. Uh, but again, at offensive tackle, no Darius Washington, no Abdul Bello, no Juwan Williams. I-, I don't know what the heck they're going to try to do at, at tackle. Uh, and, I mean, this is just... This is really rough. I, I, it's hard for me to see Florida State blocking Arizona State on the edge very well, uh, and and hard to see Florida State running the football. So, I don't know what they're going to do now. Maybe, maybe the receivers just go off and, and Blackman hits them, and, and they have a big time day. That's certainly possible. Um, you know, maybe they maybe they're able to do some QB run game stuff. I think that's something I would definitely try to do in this game but look the offensive tackle and running back situation at this point is is quite concerning uh to me and and you mix that in with motivation and things like that that's i do have some concerns about how florida state's offense uh, will perform in this football game so that's uh yeah i'm i'm a little bit concerned there about that trying to think what else Oh, special teams! Arizona State special teams uh, this year have been very good. They rank 15th uh, nationally. Now they're very good at kickoff returns. If you're Florida State, you need to try to boot the ball uh, through the end zone. That's that's pretty that's pretty important. Arizona State is also a really heavy punt team, so they make some very bad very bad punt decisions. And Herb Edwards' game management at times is is kind of atrocious. But I will say their punter. Is actually really good, so he helps to mitigate some th- the negative value of some of the decisions that Edwards has made here in terms of you know not really playing it by the numbers. Uh, they're seven, or excuse me, they're seventeenth in the nation at punt efficiency. That's pretty solid. Now their kickoff efficiency. This is an area where Florida State might be able to uh, to exploit Arizona State a little bit. Um, their t- their touchback percentage on the year is only like twenty five percent. So that's really not very good. If you're Florida State in this game, with, with your athleticism, I, I think uh, not fair catching the kickoffs would make a whole lot of sense. I, I, I would try to uh, – I would definitely try to, to return these kickoffs and, uh, and see what you could get as far as attempting to create explosive plays. Um, we'll also note here that uh, Brandon Ayuk is their top kick returner and punt returner. Uh, so he's not in the game because he's not playing – my guess here is they'll go like Jack Jones, who's a, a really good athlete, at the punt return spot. I don't know what their plans are for, for the kickoff return team. I have not <laughs> not dug into that uh, quite that much. Their field goal kicker is pretty good. I mean 19 of 23 on the year. Most, most people will take that, I think, for a college kicker. That's what, 83%. So yeah, uh, that's Arizona State for you in a nutshell. Uh, Concerns here for Florida State, clearly motivation, uh, coordination, because you have lame duck coordinators. It, it's hard for me to believe that these coordinators are super uh, super motivated to coach this game and, and, and to prep for this game. I know that they've had to have other things on their minds, like recruiting for their new schools and uh, and looking for other jobs. And the personnel issues are, are also concerns of mine. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and pick... Uh, Arizona State to win, thirty-one to uh, to twenty-three. You know, what? I, I yeah, uh, I I I think that's that's pretty fair. Uh, I was going to go a little bit higher for Arizona State, but yet I'm not sure how well they're going to do without Benjamin and without Ayuk. So, uh, I again low confidence in my prediction in this game. Not something that I'm going to be wagering on uh, pre-game. Now, if I can get some good live stuff. Then that's maybe that's a direction that you want to look, but uh, but yeah, I, I think this is definitely something um, to keep an eye on. And hey, maybe Florida State is able to pull this one out. It'd be great to to finish the year with another win, and uh, it'd, it'd be good for Odell. Oh, speaking of game management, uh, Odell, I, I really think in this game it's it's important to to not just have a punt fest and and join Arizona State. That's actually an advantage or an area in which you could pick up an advantage because Arizona State is so good at the field position game. I think trading punts with them is a losing proposition. So if you're able to manage the game a little bit better, actually go for some fourth downs and and not just give away possessions like Odell did in the Boston College game and the Florida game, uh, then, yeah, that that could be pretty solid. So, Okay, we will join you. I think we're going to actually do one more episode potentially uh, before the end of the year. Now I'm not sure about that, but it's been a great season at the Knolls Cast. Really appreciate y'all. Another disappointing year on the field, but I, but you know a, a pretty good year for the podcast once again. And uh, we will talk to y'all very soon. Let's see if the Knolls can put, can come out of here with a victory.